0: Welcome to the Loan Hunter podcast. I am Heather Hunter Jackson, covering all things real estate and finance in the greater Sacramento area. Whether you are an industry professional, first time home buyer, or a homeowner looking to learn more, my goal of this podcast is to take the complicated language and conflicting information you find online and make it simple and easy to understand. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Loan Hunter podcast. Today, we are going to cover what is co-signing or co-borrowing and really what's the difference between the two. So when you're applying for a loan, there can be two borrowers on the loan. And so you'd have your borrower and your co-borrower. For today's episode, I'm going to be talking predominantly about someone who is not planning to occupy that property with you. And they are either going to be a non-occupying co-signer or non-occupying co-borrower. Now, let's start with what the difference is between a co-signer and a co-borrower. And I will tell you guys, even myself, I sometimes use these two terms interchangeably and they actually mean two totally different things. So a co-borrower is someone who is going on the loan and on title to the property a co-signer is someone that's only going on the loan and not on title to the property. It is more common to see people go on as co-borrower, meaning, of again, that they're going on the loan and on title. However, it, it is an option on almost every loan program that the person only go on the loan and not on title. And so going on title means that you have ownership interest of the property. So if you're just going as a co you won't be on title. You have no ownership interest in the property. So kind of depending on whatever the situation is, um, you know, it may or may not make sense. I just have people come to me and they want their family member to uh, co-sign for them, but they don't want them as an owner of the property. And then I also have the flip side where sometimes when parents are you know, co borrowing for their child, they do want to go on as an owner in case something were to happen. So those are definitely um, conversation that needs to be had up front on whether the person who is going to come on the loan with you is going to um, go on title to the property as an owner with you or not. So definitely have that conversation up front. Now, why do people have a cosigner or co-borrower? And the reason for that, oftentimes, is to help them qualify. Um, I see a lot of parents that will cosign for a um, a child, and you know that child cannot qualify for as much on their own as they would like. So then the parents come in and cosign, and now they're able to, you know, to qualify for so much more. So does it change your down payment requirements? Well, on conventional, it does. If you are a first-time homebuyer on a conventional loan, you can do 3% down. But if you have a non-occupying co-borrower or co then you are actually required to put 5% down. Don't ask me the logic on it. I have no idea why they have that rule, but that is that is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's rule. Um, FHA, you can have a cosigner. It does not affect your uh, down payment v a you cannot well, you can, but they have made that uh where now if you end up having someone who is not the you know veteran or the spouse of the veteran and you have a different family member, you do have different down payment requirements you won't get a hundred percent financing, so they I believe it ends up almost being twenty percent down or ten percent down that you have to do so that can be an issue um on jumbo loans it. It definitely can – there can be overlays on in how much you would have to put down if you have a non-occupying co-borrower or co-signer. So just know that. Now, one thing that all co-borrowers, co-signers need to know, and these are the most common questions I get after people are considering – or maybe they've already applied – and, you know, are, we're getting all the numbers together. And then they start to ask me questions of how can this affect them down the road? And I think these are the biggest considerations that you have to have to um, account for. So I will often be asked, how will it affect my credit? And it's like any, any loan. That loan reports to your credit. So if, you know, let's just use the parent-child example. If the parent has co-signed for their child and that child is late on the mortgage payment, That's going to do all the damage to the parent's credit that it's doing to the child's credit. So that is something very important to consider um, is, you know, making sure that they're going to make the payments on time, make sure they can afford the payments. So um, that is a big risk to take. Also for the person who is co-signing or co-borrowing, how can it affect them in qualifying for something else in terms of an auto loan or another home loan themselves? So with a home loan, if they were a co on a property and they want to now go buy another property themselves, as long as I have a 12-month history of whoever they co for, you know, their child, that they are making the mortgage payment out of their own bank account. So it can't be a joint bank account with, with that child. So that child is making the payment out of their bank account. They can show me 12 months proof of that. I can omit that payment from the parent. So, or omit the debt completely from the parent. So, that's something you really want to um, be mindful of in timing. That if you're going to, if you're interested in buying your own piece of property, that debt may be counted against you until at least a year's time has elapsed. I had a deal uh, not too long ago where we were trying to add a non occupying cosigner and he had cosigned for his other daughter. And the payment was, it was, I believe it was like $2,000 a month. And yet I only had proof that the daughter made $1,500 a month of the payment. So it was like, okay, where, where's this other $500? And so if I couldn't prove that she paid the whole thing, I would have to count that payment against him. So that is something that you really want to make sure is set up in the beginning, set up correctly. You know, again, it should be out of their own account, no joint account between, between the um, two of you. The other biggest question I get is how do you get them off of the loan or off of title? Title is very simple. Um, You can simply record a deed to get them off of title to the property, Um, and all you have to do—I mean, there are there's deed services that can prepare the deed for you. Um, You sign you know, that yes, they're signing off title, and then you just go record that at the county. But getting them off the loan is a whole nother story. You have to go through a full refinance to get someone off of the loan. You can't just call the lender and tell them that you want them off the loan and get them off. There might be some lenders out there that might modify the the note somehow or the deed and get them off, but I have never heard of it. Um, you generally always have to refinance them off, and so when we move into uh, environments like we've been in this last you know year and a half, where interest rates have gone higher, and you've got a lower rate, and now parent wants off the loan, no one wants to get rid of their low rate. So you really have to take these things into consideration when you are buying and co-signing, and what I guess what's the exit strategy? So you just you need to be mindful of that and like I said, jumbo loans may have different requirements. Um, you know, that's something you need to talk about with whoever your lender is and whether, um, they even allow for a cosigner. It depends on like loan to value and really just, it, it's just different from lender to lender on that situation. So, um, hopefully this answered a lot of your questions about co-signing or co-borrowing. Like I said, it does really open up a higher level of, of approval for some borrowers. So it can be a great tool. Um, but again, you do need to talk through what the exit strategies are on that. So if you have questions, uh, please reach out all my contact information in the show notes. I'd be happy to answer them. And thank you so much again for joining me today. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Lone Hunter podcast. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Also, please leave me a review, good or bad, because I like honest feedback and always like to improve. Thank you so much for sharing and see you on the next episode. The Lone Hunter podcast is brought to you by Heather Hunter, NMLS number 129963, DRE number 01402583. Empire Home Loan supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 1839243.